Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, aka Lawrence Holmes. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I wanted to spend some time today talking about the Bears. I know, right? It's weird. Can you believe it? Nothing can save you. I wanted to talk about the Bears because I think something kind of interesting is happening with the Bears during their five-game losing streak that they're on. When the Bears started out 5-1, and one, there was a chorus, a choir, if you will, of people who didn't believe it that were sitting there going, it's great that they're winning, but I don't know if what they do is going to be sustainable, and if they don't get this offense fixed, there's going to be problems. Here's how I felt. I felt... And if you listen to this podcast, if you go back and listen in the weeks that they were making their way towards five and one, I'm a big proponent of winning buys you time. It gives you an opportunity to try and fix some of the problems that you have, and it puts you in a position where you can increase your margin of error. I was hoping what would happen with the Bears is as they had transitioned to Nick Foles from Mitchell Trubisky, they would find themselves learning and growing as Foles got comfortable. Here's the thing, though, and this is something that I had cautioned Bears fans against when they made the move to bring in Nick Foles. Nick Foles is Nick Foles. The quarterback that you've seen him be is kind of a microcosm for who he's been his entire time in the NFL, a lot of ups and downs. There are some brilliant moments that he's had in his career. There there have been even brilliant runs, four or five game samples of him playing great football. And then there have been the moments like Bears fans have experienced over the last month and a half where you have a quarterback that looks like he's not comfortable And there are many reasons for him not being comfortable. Like, I get it. His offensive line has has scrambled around. And even when you have good offensive line play, it's not sustainable because guys end up getting injured. It looks like from the last game, they may have found some stuff. Like, they may have found a better combination. And that's why you saw the offense look a little bit better. I also think that Mitch is better suited for what it is that they want to do and offers them the mobility aspect. And it didn't play out as far as, like, runs up the field. But in some cases, eluding a sack is is even better than getting an 11-yard run down the field. So all of that goes on. Bears fans, I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Bears fans didn't buy it at all. Five and one, you didn't buy it. And I think that that is really awesome that you didn't buy it. That you were sitting here like, hey, we see that our team is absolutely flawed. And if they continue to be flawed, they are not going to win games. It's as simple as that. They're not going to win games. And then everything that you feared happened, happened. Where now, 
they look like a team that is out of gas defensively. Some people will say that they quit, and there were some quitty vibes in the game on Sunday. Some real quitty vibes for the Bears' defense, and that's something that you hope you never see. I went on Bill Zimmerman's podcast. Bill's a producer for Sirius XM. He does some stuff for Windy City Gridiron, and he asked me to come on, and we were talking about the Bears, and he's a huge Bears fan, so I know that it hurt him to be in this conversation of talking about where the Bears are, where they are. And it was it was a good conversation, and we got to some bigger picture issues, which is the reason that I want to do this particular episode of the podcast. Here's the thing that I think is happening with the Bears during their five-game losing streak. For the most part, even though they are a charter franchise, the Bears are kind of in the NFL wilderness. They're not thought of as national brands. And before you get your feelings hurt as a Bears fan, I want you to know, as someone who's covered this team since 2003, I am aware of there being Bears fans all across the country and how well, when we are allowed to travel to go to games, how well Bears fans travel. I was at Jerry World when the Bears played down in Dallas and there seemed like there were more Bears fans there than Cowboys fans. I was at Pittsburgh, a place that has incredible similar heritage to the Bears as a franchise, and I was surprised to see how many Bears fans. Don't even get me started about Arizona. There are Bears fans everywhere, but the brand itself is not really national. It's kind of regional. I won't say that it's local. Like, it's just people. Like, I'll give you an example of what I mean. White Sox baseball is local. Southside, western suburbs, southwestern suburbs. And for some reason, Schaumburg, that's, that's our little area. Like, if you're looking for a heat map, that's our little heat map. The Bears' heat map is bigger. It's into Wisconsin. It's into Iowa. It's into Indiana. But the national brand of the, of the Bears has suffered tremendously because it's been kind of a boring franchise there's not a lot of winning and even when they were winning with lovey it wasn't very exciting except for devin hester that was kind of exciting and they've just been in this kind of bleh space i would talk about them being cleveland they're the browns they're the jacksonville jaguars and quite honestly if you look at where the bears are from a playoff and playoff win standpoint, my assertion is correct about that. You could make an argument that the Jaguars have been more successful since coming into the NFL than the Bears have during that same time span. What happened on Sunday, here's the part where playing nationally can have an effect on your team. The Bears played on NBC on Sunday night. If you don't know, the highest-rated television show every year, discounting the NFL playoffs, like just the regular show, is Sunday Night Football. It is the most-watched show every week. Nothing that you can think of on television comes close. Not Young Sheldon, not anything on Netflix like Queen's Gambit, not The Voice, 
None of those things come close to the type of numbers that are drawn by the NFL on Sunday night football. So you had a, a big chunk of the country watching this play out and watching the Bears look as bad as possible, watching them get dog whipped around the field by Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Jason Leisure said it to me the other day, and he was right on. Sure, that game looked a lot closer, even though they still lost by two touchdowns. But he said that game, they lost that game 41 to 10. Because that's about the time when everyone turned it off. So here you have the Bears on national TV getting housed. You have all of their dirty laundry being shared across the country. The history of the quarterback, the fact that they didn't draft Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes. It was all out there laid bare. And then, yesterday, I ran across this right before the show ended. Mike Florio wrote a piece on Pro Football Talk. And you know, Florio does a lot of stuff on the score. He's, he's on once a week. But Florio has the national platform. He's connected with NBC. That's where Pro Football Talk lives now. Check this out. He wrote this. As mentioned recently in connection with the ongoing employment of Rod Wood in Detroit, the best job with any NFL team is team president. It has a very high salary and is very low accountability. Wood has lasted in this job for five years, none of which have been particularly successful for the Lions. In the same division, Bears president Ted Phillips has now served in that job for 21 years. An employee of the team since 1983, the accountant by training has had his hands on the wheel of a proud and storied franchise that has been to the playoffs only five times during his tenure as team president. Three years ago, the questions of Phillips' ongoing job security was raised here, far closer to the bone. Brad Biggs of the Chicago Tribune recently noted that, quote, there has been an increasing tide of questions regarding Phillips' future. Florio goes on to write, the question is this, how accountable should Phillips be for the performance of the team? Though he's not in football operations, he hires and fires the people in the football operations. Florio concludes with this, although owners can't be fired, everyone else can be. In Chicago, the question of whether Phillips should be has not yet landed in the middle of the radar screen. Whether or not that happens in the midst of a season of promise that has become a season of underperformance ultimately is up to those who hold the power to make the big decisions. Now, Bears fans are used to hearing and talking about Ted Phillips. I am used to, as someone who has been at the score since 1998, I have been at the score longer than Ted Phillips has been president of the Bears. And since he was named president of the Bears, there have been people who have wanted him out. What I think is interesting is that this is now happening nationally. It's one thing for the Bears to scoff at what's going on on the score or what's going on on local television or what's happening at The Athletic, what's happening with the Sun-Times and the Tribune. They can scoff at that. But now we're talking about someone who is on the highest rated show on television, Sunday Night Football, now offering opinions about Ted Phillips. 
I think that the little secret of the Bears is now out. They can't hide in the NFL wilderness anymore. And now the heat is on, Glenn Fry. It's on the street. That's that's where some of this pressure is going to come from. We'll see if it makes any difference, but there is a different tone being used to talk about the Bears nationally. They are being used as a punchline. And I'm sure that the people at Hallis Hall have taken note. Whether they do something about that, anyone's guess. But I do think it's interesting that we now have a different way that the Bears are being discussed. It's almost as if they're discussing it like we're discussing it locally, which is a good thing because you've seen it up close and you know it's bad. Thanks for listening.